This episode is brought to you by AARP. 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting Friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey there, welcome to our Golf Channel podcast. I'm George Savarikis with Golf Channel analyst Trip Eisenhower, setting the stage for the fourth and final major of the year, the PGA Championship. Before we get to all the storylines, this week, going into Quail Hollow, a quick reflection on the performance from Hideki Matsuyama at the WGC Bridgestone Invitational. Now has three wins on the season trip. Uh, three wins, and, and in fact, the uh, third international player in the last 30 years with five wins before the age of 26. Uh, the other two, by the way, Sergio Garcia and Roy McIlroy. So putting himself in elite company, the lowest uh, final round ever in a stroke play WGC, uh, tying the course record there. Made it really look easy. I mean, it was an easy-looking 61. And what's ironic about it is he was fighting his swing on the range. And I can tell you, as a player, everybody's like, well, how do you do that? Some of the best rounds I've had were when I couldn't find the driving range. Yeah. And it, the other side of the coin is you're striping it on the driving range and you can't go, you can't, can't find the golf course. It is golf. That's what it is. And uh, Hideki said he was nervous on that front nine because he did, you know, of that warm-up. And... Uh, his proficient ball striking led the field in strokes gained tee to green, as you would expect. That's not an anomaly for him. What is an anomaly is he led the field in strokes gained around the green, mm -hmm. which speaks to the short game. And we've always said if a player like Hideki that hits it as solid day in and day out as he does, if he putts and chips just average, he's going to be uh, right there with a chance to win each and every week. And that's what we've seen from Hideki Matsuyama this year. Do you think when a guy's fighting his swing, it can almost refocus a little bit, that. you know, and a little bit, you, you kind of are trying to maybe focus on fundamentals. It maybe gets you back into, hey, where's my alignment? What, what's going on here? Instead of worrying about minor things in your swing, you're just trying to hit some golf shots and go play. And I think that's what ultimately happened to Hideki. But, again, once he got into that round, coming down the stretch, he just made it look so easy. And was there any question, George, he was going to make that putt on 18? Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, no question <laughs> at all. And if you look right now, so there are four guys in the PGA Tour with three wins. Uh -huh. Dustin. Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Hideki Matsuyama. Let's start with Jordan Spieth. He can make it a fourth win this season this week. That would be the secondary story to him trying to capture the career grand slam, the youngest ever to do it. What are your thoughts on where Jordan Spieth's game is at as he tries to knock this off? I, the, uh, the, the, look, here's the thing. I, I said he had to drive the golf ball better at Firestone. Uh, he did. Okay, I mean, he, he, won it, he won it Travelers not driving the ball very well. He won a major championship not driving it well. He doesn't have that extra advantage that a DJ or a Rory or even a Hideki have mm -hmm. that they can spray it a little bit because they're some of the longer players out there. He drove it better. Um, the putter wasn't 
quite there, but I'm not worried about it at all. He has not played quail a lot. He's only played there one time. He shot even par in 2013. So, you know, I, I think he's got to be – if he's not the favorite, I think Rory might be the favorite. He yeah. is my favorite. Um, I think Jordan Spieth's number two, and I think that's the odds I saw recently is that Jordan would be number two. But here's the thing about this kid. He keeps putting his name, George, right either ahead or behind or in between Tiger Woods and Jack Nicklaus yeah. in major championship records. I would not be a bit surprised. Tiger Woods got his uh, fourth leg of his career Grand Slam, his first opportunity at St. Andrews. This would be Jordan's first opportunity, and he would get it at a younger age than Tiger Woods. I mean, amazing, and would you be surprised if he did? No, and it's just crazy the fact that he even has a chance to yeah. accomplish this before Tiger Woods did. <laughs> I mean, even if he isn't able to do it this week, it's still remarkable to peel off that many majors at this young an age. And he will win the career Grand Slam. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, we've got Bell Reeve, we've got uh, Beth Page Black, uh, a couple TPC of golf, Harding TPC Harding Park. I mean, golf courses that you, you certainly would say Beth Page might favor some of the longer hitters, but Lucas Glover won there. You know, and Lucas is not the longest by any means. He, he hits the ball about the same length as Jordan. So I, I think that, um, uh, again, if we're sitting here next week and we're talking about this and Jordan's feet in history, I, I would fully expect us to be doing that. And you said Jordan is your number two favorite for the yeah. PGA Championship to Roy McIlroy. Yeah. What was it about last week? That makes you think his game will be firing on all cylinders. The trends of his game that we've seen, where the, the deficiencies that were there in the three missed cuts and four starts, including the U.S. Open and missing the cut in his home tournament in Northern Ireland, they're, they're gone. I, I saw a good play out of Rory, better putting each and every day at the Open. Still missed a few of the makeable ones, you know. It, you look at that. But really, uh, another one of those weeks where he's right there, played well, Solid finish, four rounds in the 60s. First time he's done that since South Africa in January of this year on a golf course that he's won a couple of times on, on a golf course he's lost in a playoff on, on a golf course that just suits him to a T, even with the four new holes or five new holes. Excuse me, there's, there's actually, uh, let's see, one's a new hole, two is the same. One, four, two, and five. Two in... Uh, two and three are the same, what used to be three and four. Mm. And then four and five are new holes. So, but they're not going to – one's a par three and five's a short par, um, par four. So uh, I don't think – the rest of the golf course is the same, and he loves the rest of that golf course. And nobody's walked the green mile with more success than Rory McIlroy. For me, the one big concern I have with Rory is just the putter. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that's what will make or break him. If he has any chance of competing, it's like with Hideki where it needs to be at least average. In average. And he's driving the ball. I mean, the amount he's of drives to drive over, it like, like he did yeah. a couple of years ago. I mean, he, the amount of consistent drives over well over 300 yards. And he, he didn't drive it all that great in the final round, only hit half the fairway, 7 of 14 fairways. Um, but you can be a little more liberal with your golf ball at Quail. You, you really can. I mean, it does give you some room. There are some holes you've got to step up and hit some good drives on. Um, most notably 12 is a good drive. Coming in, the driving's there, but then you take advantage of a par 5 like 15 and, and 16. We saw Roy McIlroy hit a drive 320-some yards in the air, take a bunker that made a hole fi over 500 yards par 4. They thought they had lengthened it enough. He hits driver 9-iron to a couple of, you know, 5 feet and makes yeah. it when he won a couple of years ago. So he's got the ability to do things like that that you can't ignore, and I think he's my favorite. I expect him to win this week. Roy's a guy who can dominate a golf course with his driver, as can Dustin Johnson. Yep. 
what needs to really click for him to suddenly be back a part of the conversation after this recent slide for what we expect out of yeah. the world number one the last I, I, month or two. Again, you're talking about two guys, Roy McIlroy and DJ, that can make the game look incredibly easy. Mm -hmm. And he was making it look easy in March, in, in March around that time frame when he won three consecutive starts. DJ's that guy. I mean, I, I, all he's got to do is start chipping and pitching a little bit better. He hasn't been doing that. His wedges haven't been as sharp. But, again, we're seeing a run of, of a lot of golf in a row for DJ, and you, you would think that those things would be tidied up a little bit. So we'll see. I mean, he's certainly a guy that you, you could pop up and play well. He, he um, hasn't really done all that great in majors this year. So, yeah. uh, I mean, missed the Masters, and then obviously the U.S. Open missed the weekend. And then, uh, the, you know, at the Open, it was just it was kind of inconsistent. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Uh, he's the type guy that can flip it like that. And, you know, would it, again, I say this every major. And w wouldn't it be great to have DJ, Rory, Jordan Speed, Hedat, I mean, have the best in the world on their games play in this golf course for a major? Yeah, it would be phenomenal. It's a it course, never happens. <laughs> it never happens. It's so rare that you even get a couple big names. Yeah. But it's the type of course that you think guys with some length can really exploit parts yeah, of the course. Absolutely, especially the par fives. The first hole is now a 500-yard par four that opens up to the old second green from the first tee. And if you've ever been to that property, it's hard to imagine. I haven't seen it. I would love to see it, but I've played there enough that it, it, it's hard to imagine that. But what an opening hole. Again, now you're throwing in another hole that used to be a 380-yard par four that was just a short little dinky par four as an opening hole to more advantage to the power player, 500-yard one that they can shorten quite a bit. You've played this course a bunch. As we get into the changes that have been made at, at Quail Hollow, the difficulty of the green miles, a closing yep. stretch, describe what the layout, I guess, was like because you probably haven't seen uh, all yeah. the changes. I've, I saw the changes on paper, and I've talked to some of the members that, that have told me about the changes. And um, the, the main thing was the, the fifth hole, the old fifth hole, was a par five that they didn't like. It was a countering hole. And what do I mean by that? It was a dogleg left off the tee with a fairway that sl sloped severely left to right. A lot of balls ended up in that right rough. And um, the, they just didn't like that. They wanted, they wanted to try to soften it over the years. They tried. They just couldn't do it. So they said, hey, we're going to have a major. And uh, Johnny Harris, he doesn't leave any, any stone unturned there at, Wells, at Quail Hollow. And um, he looked at it, and he said, you know what, let's make these changes. And they've made changes to um, 16, 17 over the years. They haven't really touched 18. They, never, they, they haven't really messed with that. But they've made changes to uh, 14, uh, shaving that left side, making it drivable uh, at times, which we will see this week, by the way, which mm -hmm. I love. I love it at about that stage in the, in the golf tournament yeah the 14th hole 15th hole where it's a drivable reachable par four and then you you could have back-to-back -back eagle opportunities with 15 as a par five right after that and it's amazing because 14 normally plays about what 345 or so yet the way the the fairway is structured yeah it, you get that huge kick you i remember seeing rory McIlroy a couple of years ago hit three wood yeah onto that career oh yeah yeah and and but you know they'll move it to the the front of those back tees mm -hmm. and and from there guys like rory easily three wood dj those guys and yeah. uh everybody in the field even the zach johnsons can can chase one up there around the problem is what i do like about it is shaving that left hand side yeah where you, you miss it at all, even chips that run a little bit, you get up on that hill and you can chip it into the water. Yeah, I, it's, it, it's a true risk reward. I love that. Yeah. I, I think it should be severe. As far as the green mile, what's the recipe for success on that closing stretch? Three pars. 
Uh, I mean, you really are happy with that. Now, 17 is, is, I like 17 much better where they have the tee now. It's basically where the old 16th green used to be. Mm-hmm. We played it, uh, the first couple of times I played it, we played it from a tee over to the right that was, that was, was not in the original design, and you were hitting across that green. I saw a lot of shots land in the middle of that green and go in the water because of the angle. Now you're shooting more straight up the green. So ball goes in the water, you've missed it to the left. Yeah. Before that wasn't the case. You could hit one right at the flag and it go in the water. So they've done better with that hole. Um, and I love 18. I mean, great finish. We've seen great finishes there over the years. We've seen David Toms make an eight and still win the golf tournament. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, I, I just love it. It's a great golf course. It's going to be hot. The new greens, we'll see how they hold up with the champion Bermuda, which I, I think is a great move for this climate. Um, they'll be good year-round for the members. Um, it's it's going to be a great PGA. It really is. It's a, I think it's the type golf course that, that lends itself more than some of the others to the top players in the world and, and their strengths. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess the big question mark this week before we delve into some of the other names to take a look at this week the weather looks like there's going to be rain a good chunk of tournament week how much is that going to change the composition well when you got delays and stuff like that it's just annoying as a player but Mm -hmm. you know it i mean if does this course normally play firm and fast or like if it's soft how big a change will that be? well again that play soft yeah. what does that do it makes the fairways wider it makes the longer hitters more of an advantage because yeah. this is a big golf course especially with the couple of changes that they've made uh this is a big golf course i mean and it, it's the reason why you see the guys like rory mcelroy do well here ricky fowler who's no short hitter by the way who's done well here who we're going to get to in a minute i'm yeah. sure but uh you you look at the if it's wet it's not going to affect the greens they, they, can, they can get the water out of those greens. They really can. Um, I'm not sure if they have sub-air. I don't think they do, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Mm. Um, but they can get – they can definitely um, – it, 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 for the player standpoint, it's just going to be more humid and more hot and more conserving of your energy because you're going to be disrupted when you play. There's nothing that can prepare you for that except having done it multiple times a year on the PGA Tour – this one's a major. That's the only thing that makes it different. All right, speaking of Ricky Fowler, what needs to happen what, for it to be the perfect week that lines up to him getting his first career major championship? I picked him in, I picked him in several majors this it seems year. like I picked him in every other major. <laughs> Keep thinking, like, all right, now it's I mean, it, it, you look at his game. You look at what he's doing this year. I'm surprised he's only won one time. He's been playing at cons- a consistently high level. Very high level, and it's just – that one little round, that yeah. one little tipping point. I mean, he almost, he had, was, had a chance to win Augusta hitting 30 rounds or 30 greens through three rounds. That's amazing. You know, yeah. the, we talk about hitting 50. That's how well he was putting and chipping at the time. He's the best bunker player by miles on the PGA Tour. Uh, he hits it closer out of the bunkers. He's number one in sand saves. He's number two in proximity, I think, out of the sand. So he's... That part of his game is fantastic. You look at his putting. He has the best stroke I've seen since Tiger Woods as far as technicality of releasing the putter, the, the, the flow of it, the fact it's an accelerating stroke without being overly so. Mm-hmm. It has great rhythm to it time and time, and, and he putts brilliantly. I just think it's, um, it's those four or five shots that he's got to flip the other way. Mm-hmm. And... He's done it at this golf course. He's won here. One of his career wins is here. His first career win. Yeah. So, um, 
again, I, I'm not picking him this week, and this will be the week he wins. <laughs> you know, when I pick him, he's not, he, you know, he doesn't, he, he plays well, but he doesn't win. So, um, I, I think that Ricky is too good to end his career without a major. I would not be, again, surprised, George, and I'm sure you wouldn't either if we're sitting here next week saying, hey, Ricky Fowler gets his first major. So he's always on the short list of best players without a major. You can go Ricky Fowler, Hideki Matsuyama He's up there now. Uh, Matt Kuchar is another name you could yeah. throw out there. So, and John Rahm, an, John another Rahm, guy. Who's, we're still waiting for him to really contend in a major, but he's has so much talent that it just needs yeah. a week to come and he hadn't played real well other than the win in Ireland. He did win there. Mm. So uh, it's tough to say that the guy hadn't won recently because yeah. he has. Who uh, has the best chance of those four at getting their first major victory? Ricky. You think Ricky? I got to say Ricky. But, uh, again, the way Hideki's playing. You're sticking with the horse who got you here. <laughs> I am. I mean, I'm just going to ride that Ricky train. To, uh, I just think it's Ricky. I, I, I think he's up there. Um, i tell you, another guy I wouldn't be surprised contends, and it's probably under a lot of guys' radar, is Paul Casey. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy who plays these type golf courses very well. Yes. Played well last week. Um, you know, is that guy that's slipping in there, and he only has one career win. I know. But he's in contention a lot in big tournaments. So, um, again, he's, I don't put his resume quite there with Ricky and Hideki and what John Rahm's already done. Um, but I, I've got to give a slight nod to Ricky as the best right now without one. All right, let's get to another few names. Let's start with the defending champ, Jimmy Walker. Kind of been MIA. The Lyme the- disease thing, let's, you know, let's, yeah. I, I thought it, before we found out about the Lyme disease diagnosis, I thought it was just the typical got my first major, Danny Willett, Graham McDowell, hey, uh, you know, I'm doing all the stuff off the golf course, taking advantage of financially, doing those things, not spending the time practicing. Um, but then you, you come to find out he's got Lyme disease, and the guy just couldn't put in the work. Yeah. Ti- I mean, he's tired. Yeah, it's, Understandable. So it's managing, it's managing that going forward. And the good news for him is for three rounds, he played very well on a difficult major-type golf course last week. He played horribly in the final round. But, um, you know, he's that guy who uh, statistically does the one thing right, he, or two things right. He hits it a long way, and he putts good. Those are pretty good combos. Yeah, you know? generally speaking. Generally speaking. I mean, you look at his best stats as he's up in distance, and he's always up there in strokes game putting. So we've already touched on one of the major champions so far this year in Jordan Spieth. Let's get to the other two mm-hmm. from 2017. Start with Brooks Kepka. He's been on an amazing run in, in majors. Ma- going back to the PGA last year with a fourth-place finish, played well at the Masters, won the U.S. Open, played well at the Open. Uh, you look at his resume in majors, this guy is rising to the occasion. Yeah. He's got two wins to his credit, one of them being a U.S. Open. This guy's a world-class player. And, by the way, I, we talked about uh, Jimmy Walker uh, hitting it far, putting great. Brooks Kepka leads in a stat that I think is all important. And uh, as Brandel Chambly actually mentioned it months and months ago, and I started looking into it, it's, it he has the highest club head speed with the highest strokes gained putting rank. He's uh, like third or fourth in club head speed on the PGA Tour, 124 miles an hour. So he kills it off the tee. And he's 21st in strokes game putting, the, the best. So you, look, you go down that list, and, and players, that's like DJs on that, in the top five in that category. Yeah. That's the modern game. I mean, that's smashing yeah. it off the tee, not Completely. necessarily hitting a lot of fairways and making a lot of putts. In the modern game, that's a great recipe for success, and Brooks Kepka's number one in that category. All right, Sergio Garcia, what are your expectations well, for him? Uh, 
the honeymoon, if you will, of his first major and a real honeymoon recently, uh, the newly married Sergio Garcia. I think, I think this is, Angela's been great for him in a lot of ways, and you and I are very fortunate that we know Angela, we work with yeah. her. She's a wonderful person, and I think she's done a lot to keep Sergio in a good spot. You know, off the golf course, doing things like at the Masters, writing little notes on the mirror, doing things like that. Um, that's so part of, uh, integral to what's led Sergio to self-immolation in majors was his, like, it, it, it seemed like there was always a little something out of place off the golf course that transposed to the golf course mm -hmm. and kept him from winning majors multiple times when he had good chances. Of course, he also had the misfortune of uh, being in a lot of majors against some guy named Tiger Woods, by the way, in his prime. So that, you know, that you certainly look at that and how much oxygen Tiger sucks out of the room. But to your point, it seems like once Sergio was really comfortable with who he was off the course, that it started to show on the course as far as dealing with those pressure moments. And, I, and, and you know, we talk about Jordan Spieth's turnaround on the 13th hole at Burtdale. And that was a career trans. Uh, I mean, that changed everything for him in majors going forward, in my opinion. It, it, it's the equivalent of imagine Greg Norman in 96 at the Masters all of a sudden on that slide, turning it around and birdie, eagling 15 yeah. and birdieing 16 and 17 and going on to win the green jacket. I think he would have won many more majors after that, even though it was later in his career. Yeah. There was a mini moment of that with Sergio this year. Yeah, the 13th hole where he, he could have made a, a double or even higher. He made a great par. It, that's where Sergio could have gone the other way, and I think the off-course stuff that is so it kept him at peace mm -hmm. and more patient allowed him to do that and get his first major championship. One guy who's very familiar with Quail Hollow is Webb Simpson. Mm -hmm. uh, how much of a factor do you think that'll be for Webb this week? Webb is, is one of those guys who could pop up and play well. He does. I mean, he... When he first got on tour and he led, he led the all-around category, he was contending every week. He was, it was really an amazing run that he had after winning at Wyndham. Um, I think that Webb, home golf course certainly, you know, you, you, you've got to, anytime you're playing your home golf course, and he's, he's probably more familiar with the first five holes than anybody in the field. Do you think that's overstated? Because it seems like at every major, we hear one guy who either grew up by a course. Yeah, or it is know. overstated a little bit because, I mean, world-class players, it, you know, you, the advantage that you have is so slight. You need, you know. Yeah. It, it, but that being said, Webb has contended at Wells Fargo. So he has played well on that golf course. It's not like the home course advantage of Bay Hill that we've seen guys live in Orlando and they never play it well. Yeah. You know, Webb has played that golf course well. So, um, yeah, I, I, but I, he's not going to win this tournament. Hands down. No chance. I don't think he's going to win this tournament. All right. Yeah. I, I like that you are going out on a limb there yeah. and sticking to it. <laughs> as far as some under-the-radar guys, since we can – Cross Webb off that list. Give me uh, um, a couple names. You mentioned Paul Casey earlier. A I think Paul Casey's clearly one. Tyrrell Hatton okay. um, is one that could pop up and play well. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Alex Norin. I mean, this guy's one of the top 15 players in the world nobody talks about. Yeah. And he's played well in majors recently. You know, he's been... It started to come together. Yeah. So, Alex Norton is one of those guys that's not on a lot of people's radar, and yet he could hold the trophy on Sunday, and those of us that know a lot about European golf it, it would not be surprised because the guy is, uh, the last two years, is really a world-class resume, and the world rankings reflect that. 
Phil Mickelson, two rounds or four rounds? He'll play four. He likes this golf course. He's played. He's had chances he has to win. He's played very well yeah, here. He's played Sorry. very well here. So, um, you know, Phil's done his typical thing, got a lot of work done, you know, in the time leading up to this. He's mm. been there several times. I mean, Phil in majors, he could contend. I don't think he's going to win this one, though. But um, he, he's, I, I would not put him at the top of my under-radar list, if you will. Let's flip to your strong favorites. You have Rory, Jordan, and then round it out. I think Let's go uh, to top five trip power rankings. I think, right I now think Hideki, Hideki would be three. Yep. I think you've got to put him there. I think you've got to put Ricky because of this golf course and the way he's been playing four. And my fifth one, I, you know, I've just got to say that DJ is going to have a good week because I think this the the golf course. But I would certainly not put him ahead of the first four that I did. He'd be fifth. So no love for uh, a Justin Rose type or Justin uh, Rose has not been playing. Henrik Stenson. Uh, he had not. He hasn't been playing. Save for the Open. I mean, yeah. he popped up and played well there. But other than that, he hadn't played well at all by his standards. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, so yeah, I, I, those guys. I, I, I love their games. Don't get me wrong. I just don't. I, I think those other five are clearly ticking the boxes that that their games where they are and fitting this golf course and it being a major makes all that the difference what's the winning score god if it's soft see that, that that's the thing if this rain if comes it's, it's we'll give soft, you a softer or not soft uh, not soft eight under wins okay uh, soft i think it's going to be 12 to 13 i think it'll make that much difference one shot around all right let's go drum roll um, you said rory's the favorite but the favorite doesn't always win in major so who's, rory wins this golf tournament Rory's going to win his third PGA Championship yes, in the last five years. Yep, he is. The trend of his game, the time of year, everything that you look at with Rory McIlroy and where he's been, I, 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 had to, I had to pull back my expectations for the Open because of three or four missed cuts going in. Played well there, four rounds in the 60s at Firestone. Putting confidently. They're not all going in yet. He's going to have a week where they go in, and they've gone in a lot on the Green Mile. And, uh, in fact, the, the course record uh, a lot by Rory McIlroy. He's going to shoot one of those really low rounds, though. I think he's going to shoot one of those 64s or 3s um, that are very difficult to shoot on this golf course, and I think he's going to do it. What's your dream final group? Rory's playing with who on Sunday? I would love to see Rory and Jordan Spieth Going ahead tied ahead. leading the final round and tied hitting the green mile and watch that stroll to the 18th. That would be a lot of fun. Hopefully it uh, bears out like that. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be a pretty phenomenal Sunday at Quail Hollow. Well, thanks for joining us in the Golf Channel podcast as we get you ready for the PGA Championship. He's Trip Eisenhower. I'm George Savarikis. Thank you. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.